Welcome to Become an Idol. This is Episode 8, From Valet to Six-Figure Instructional Designer. I am Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses, and this is a place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. In this episode, I'll be chatting with Cameron Brown, who is an instructional designer for Cox Enterprise. I'm actually Cameron's mentor, and I helped him become an idol. You won't believe his story. It's amazing to see how far he has come and where he came from. Cameron will share tips and advice for those who want to excel in the field of instructional design. Cameron's story is an example of how I've been helping people become idols even before the academy doors opened. If you want to become an idol and you'd like to join the only implementation program of its kind that not only shows you exactly how to create your job application assets and build your portfolio from scratch, but also includes mentorship and experience opportunities in instructional design and online learning, then go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy. Enrollment is only open until July 3rd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, so let's hear from Cameron. I have here with me today Cameron Brown, and I actually met Cameron when I was an academic advisor at Shorter University, probably something like 2010 or something like that. And he was a library assistant. He was going around and helping fix classroom projectors and helping students with printers, which was actually the job I started out with at Shorter University. And then uh, Cameron got, you changed your role at Shorter University. And when I was the assistant dean, I just came up under me and started working for me. And that's where I first met Cameron. And I really got to know Cameron whenever we worked at Shorty University together. And I got to see um, this like raw talent he has for art and design, even though at that time, I think he was just a library assistant. Is that right, Cameron? What were you at Shorty University? That is right. My official title was assistant resource facilitator. Um, I believe they called it an ARF. Uh, <laughs> That's there. right. So... <laughs> Right. So my duties were to collect um, the attendance, um, enter in payroll, and also do mail runs. So it was a pretty uh, low-level job, but um, I enjoyed every second of it. And that's what I always loved about you and your spirit. You're always like a hard worker, even though, like you said, you were the ARF or the gopher of sorts. But either anyway, I. Uh, knew that whenever I um, moved on from Shorter University, I, I remember even saying to you, when I'm a boss uh, in instructional design, and this was before I ever landed my instructional design job, I said I was going to have you come and work for me. And I remember that very clearly. And then it actually happened. And Cameron, I brought you on today because you are a success story, especially for those who want to become an instructional designer and like, let's just start talking about you and going through your journey so that people can really see how you went from zero to hero in the idol world. 
awesome. <laughs> so go ahead, tell, tell everybody, our listeners, uh, who you are and what you're doing and uh, just kind of some introductory stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, my name is Cameron Brown. Um, currently, I am an instructional designer slash contractor uh, currently working for the global conglomerate known as Cox Enterprises. And um, I don't know if um, you all know this, but um, Cox Enterprises is a company that nets about 21, mil, 21 billion in total revenue. So um, Cox, they have um, a few branches, um, Cox Communications, Cox Automotive, and Cox Media Group, um, as well as, um, all right, shoot, oh, let, me, let me start from the, from the beginning. Uh, as well as Cox Media Group. So if you've ever heard of, um, uh, oh man, what was it? Auto Trader? Auto Trader, Kelly Blue Book. Um, those are some of the, some of the contracts that I've worked under. Incredible. And so you now are working for this huge enterprise. I thought it was called Cox Communications, but that is like just one branch of Cox Enterprise. It is. Yes. Oh, okay. So you work for Cox Enterprise as an instructional designer, but so Cameron, tell us about your journey. How is it that you got your start in instructional design? Uh, to be honest, I had a really great mentor. I never even knew instructional design existed. Um, but when people ask me what I do, I tell them, and 10 times out of 10, their follow-up is, that sounds really complicated. Um, but as, as an artist, um, I was never really the best in uh, high school. Um, I made so-so grades, and I even left school early to become homeschooled. Um, now, right out of high school, I wasn't too confident in my um, artistic ability to make me a lot of money. So I figured that I'd do well in the technology field since that was my second passion. Um, I remember seeing commercials for ICT Tech um, on my favorite uh, channel, Tech TV, coincidentally. And I thought that it would be a good move to attend that school. Um, but this was done without doing a lot of research. So after attending, um, I was immediately thrusted into a mountain of debt um, after only completing one year. So um, upon leaving, uh, I thought that it would be better just to work odd jobs and go to school simultaneously so I wouldn't have to deal with loans and more debt while trying to get an education. Uh, but this caused me to go into a deep depression. Um, but as you said earlier, uh, one of the odd jobs that I worked at um, was a school where I met my mentor. Um, my position was pretty low on the totem pole, um, but I was always an extremely hard worker. And my mentor saw that kind of potential in me. Um, five years later, you know, she had an opportunity for me that changed my life forever. And that's how I became an instructional designer. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, to be uh, clear, you're talking about me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. For everyone that doesn't know, my mentor is Dr. Robert Sargent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember that. I remember that very clearly because I remember um, what I said to you before we both like kind of parted ways because you actually went down to Florida and I got my first instructional mm -hmm. design job at Silver Pop. And didn't you go down to Florida? You wanted to be in the Disney program. And what, what was going on down there? Yeah, so I went to Florida with uh, actually no job. I ended up being a valet 
um, for a few months. And then I started up um, in the Disney college program, which I thought that would look really great on my resume. Um, and from there, um, I worked in the parks, um, but it was only for about seven months because it was just like being on a um, internship. Um, in fact, it was an internship. And afterwards, um, I got another job valeting and it didn't really pay that much. So um, it was just, you know, kind of job bouncing. Um, but then, you know, um, after a few years of doing that, um, that's when I got the, the call to come back and um, and I, I just got an opportunity that I could not refuse. So um, during those five years, um, I always took passion in whatever I did. And um, because of that mindset, that's how I, uh, I, I am where I am right now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I remember um, just always thinking, well, I can teach somebody instructional design principles, but I can't teach them hard work. I can't teach them design, like graphic design skills. And I really, um, it's difficult to teach somebody who's not, doesn't have an aptitude in technology to learn new technologies. And so, you know, I'm thinking about like this, you know, I get to pick my instructional designer that's going to come work for me. It's kind of a low budget, um, for an instructional designer, um, which it was, I mean, it was, a boon for you, Cameron, but as far as like salary yes. <laughs> for a full-time instructional designer, it was kind of lower. And so I knew that I wanted to do some, some cool things at ACS group. I wanted to do some new technologies. I wanted to try out some gamification and uh, animations and things like that. And so you were immediately who I thought of and reached out and, and I actually um, had to, I actually gave you a test. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, uh, I remember that test. I actually still have that test too. <laughs> but it was a, it was a, uh, um, I had to create a course, uh, a tutorial. Um, and I, I remember I used PowerPoint to do that. And uh, yeah, it actually got my foot in the door. Yeah. And it was because you didn't have, and my boss even said things like this. She said, well, uh, are you sure you want to hire Cameron? He doesn't really have a resume that matches trainer or instructional designer. Um, but you know, if you want to recommend him, then, you know, I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I was like, well, actually he doesn't, but you should look at what he did for the test for instructional design. And I showed her, um, your sample and showed her like what promise, uh, that, you know, represented to me and that I could train you up, uh, know to be an asset for ACS group and specifically me of course because that's what I, I needed help <laughs> and um, all right and so uh, and so that was actually the thing that really like sold her on you even though she was like well he doesn't really have the resume or the experience mm -hmm. but it was because you were able to uh, pass that test and of course you know because I twisted her arm a little bit but <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, assimilation is very important too. Um, it's really how pliable uh, you are uh, when you're in this kind of role. Um, it's it's a little bit of a jack of all trades role, which is something that I, I specialized in when I was younger, a jack of all trades, uh, master of none. But you slowly start to um, acquire the necessary skills to do what you need to do inside of your uh, career, which allowed me to excel in what I'm doing right now is to just, you know, have a go-getter attitude 
and also, you know, just do what you need to do just to make your clients happy. Yeah. And I also always liked that you were just so good about receiving f- feedback because because mm. I would I would set you loose a lot in designing some of the graphics or the animations or the brochures or the job aids or whatever and of course like you were I mean you were new so but you mm-hmm. every time I came back to you with feedback you just you just took it so graciously and you just did whatever you could to like fix it and make it better and and so it actually came down down to time when uh they were they told they told me that they had to to lay you off and I said oh mm-hmm. my gosh you've only been at ACS group for a year I moved you up here from Florida <laughs> and I was <laughs> yes. like um and we knew ahead of time and I said well we have got to get you ready to get a new job and so uh do you remember kind of what I made you do <laughs> <laughs> um I remember we put together a, um, a website and also an online portfolio um, where I was able to uh, put some of the stuff that I had developed for um, ACS and also a lot of my artwork in there too, just to show how um, versatile my skills were. And that's one thing that really um, showed me a lot of favor um, for my new position, which is the job that I am at right now, coincidentally. Yeah. And it, and uh, also, I remember I gave you assignments that you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had homework. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do professional development. You had to up all your skills, and then from there, mm-hmm. I just like reached out to all my contacts and said, "They are going to lay Cameron off. He is a treasure and a gem, and I 100% recommend him." And how long after you got laid off before you landed your first job? outside of ACS group? It was only about two months, as a matter of fact. Actually, no, it, was, um, it wasn't even two months. It was actually a few weeks. Uh, they laid me off over Christmas, coincidentally. Like, surprisingly, they laid me off over Christmas. <laughs> and um, by the end of January, um, I was uh, enlisted as a, an official contractor for Cox uh, Automotive. And, and uh, the rest is history. The rest is history, but we want to know the history. And when you, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then when you <laughs> got that job at Cox, didn't you get a pay raise? Or was it I the did. same? Um, it was a little bit of a bump. Nice. Um, but it was uh, yes, yes. Um, it was a little bit of a bump, but um, it was a, uh, it was a nice kind of leeway um for what I was doing because um for the skills uh, that were necessary. Um, it required a lot. So they were, they were more than happy to, to have me on at the rate that they, that they got me at. And then how, how did that progress? I mean, you just got a little bump when you first started there and then did you take on different Mm -hmm. projects or different contracts or what's that been like? So after I was there for a year, my contract ended, but because everyone liked uh, the work that I did so much, um, and this is where networking comes into play. Um, never seize the chance to network. Um, the best thing that anyone can say about you is that you're a, a pleasure to work with. Um, because of my, my track record for the first team for Cox Automotive, um, I was able to get on for another team and my 
pay went from five figures to six figures. So now I am actually like contracted to Cox Automotive where I, I am actually making six figures right now. And I have no um, degree in this field. You have no degree at all, Cameron. I have no degree at all. I have a high school diploma and I have some college. Yeah. But I was always a hard worker and my peers knew that. Skills definitely come into play in this type of field. Right. And skills are what can like land you a job in instructional design. And of course, what you said, I mean, it didn't hurt that you knew me, right? (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. And that's another thing. Um, One of the most important things that I took away from this career path was the power of mentorship. Um, Get a mentor um, and do whatever they tell you to do because it's for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any examples that you're thinking of when you say like, it's for a reason? Is there anything that like (laughs) I told you to do and you're like, what? (laughs) Well, it wasn't um, what you told me to do. It was a lot of what you didn't tell me. Um, A lot of times when I was given a task, um, I was uh, I was presented with a problem, but I also had to present the problem with a solution uh, without your help. And that's one thing that really um, helped my problem solving abilities, um, which are still constantly coming into play, um, except now that I've done it so much, um, I'm able to figure out an issue just like that, as opposed to when I was first starting out an issue that took me, you know, hours, days to complete. So for that, um, I, I, I'm very appreciative for that. Yeah. And, um, that's an excellent point because that is, I mean, that's really what experience gives you, right. Is like you go through it and you just, you just pound and pound and try to figure out like, you know, why is this trigger not working in articulate storyline or why can't I get these animations to sync up or, you know, why aren't people learning or like whatever it is. And you like, just take so long to figure something like that out. But then like, once you do figure it out, then it becomes easier to, you know, take care of that problem down the road and then also troubleshoot other similar problems because you've already spent all that time in the past overcoming it. That's exactly right. Yes. And it's really impressive to your peers when you can figure something that complicated out on the spot because they don't know that you've already done that a thousand times before. So that really increases the value um, of your position on that team. And that's where I am right now. I'm seen as a very intricate aspect on that team. And is it because of the ways that uh, you problem solve and like what have kind of um, some of your actual duties like in your role right now? I know you're an instructional designer, but what does kind of like your day-to-day look like? So my day-to-day is actually a little bit of a niche uh, job. Um, I'm seen as an in-betweener, which um, I mostly support. So for my teammates, if they're overwhelmed, then I take on a lot of their responsibilities just to make sure that they get uh, their projects out on time. Um, it is a lot of course building. Um, it is a lot of uh, documents uh, that you have to update. Um, but it's it's also extremely rewarding that, you know, you get to support your team and, um, you know, if they're presented with a problem, 
you can just they can just call you um, as their get out of jail free card, and it's nothing but positivity um, when it comes to that. When you can get them out of um, crazy jams, you're not the in betweener. You're like you're like the hero. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely say that. <laughs> Cameron, help me, please. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, I mean, I just, when I think about just like your journey and where you are, like, if we were to just like sum it up for, I don't know, like, an, like a quick, a quick promo or something, it'd be like, man goes from valet to six figure in <laughs> what you came and started working at ACS group for me in 2015 and yes. now it's 2019 and you went from valet pay which was was it like minimum wage plus tips or it was less than minimum wage it was only about two or three dollars um an hour um plus tips Okay, you made $3 an hour plus tips. <laughs> yes. The first job you got in instructional design, you had a salary position with healthcare, and then yep. you are now at a one of like the largest companies making your six figures without a degree, without any like prior instructional design experience, and it is because of your hard work, your ability, exactly. you are a pleasure to work with, and your just like your aptitude for uh, design and technology. That's exactly right. Yes, um, and I I can't stress to you uh, how important it is uh, to just work hard um, because there are people that are always watching. Um, and I'm going to repeat it, but the best thing that anyone can say about you in whatever you do, be it um, a janitor or a valet or even, uh, you know, an instructional designer is that the, is that you are a pleasure to work with. That's right. Cause people hire people they like, right? They've got two resumes and they're both the same. They're going to pick the person they like. That's, that's excellent advice. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to work with anyone, um, that, um, is, uh, neurotic, um, that is always stressed out, that doesn't know what they're doing, or that's just genu generally unfriendly. <laughs> yeah, right? Because there's no reason to even really stress out too much because if you're like friendly and nice about it, you can get a lot of help in the community. You can, yes. Yeah. Your, pe your peers will definitely open doors for you. That's true, especially in this world. It's, very, it's a very small world, instructional design. It is, yes. Okay, so we've already talked about, I think, some of the important things that you've learned along, along your journey. Did you want to add any more to like, what are like the most important things that you've learned along the way in instructional design? Like, what would you tell some, like, somebody who wants to get an, into this field and become an idol? Uh, network. Um, and don't limit the opportunities that come your way. Um, be confident in your abilities and always do your best to work hard, if not harder than those around you. I like it. I think that's great advice. And um, what is your final and best information for anyone that wants to become an idol? Uh, never miss an opportunity to learn a new tool. 
Um, instructional design is um, a constantly changing um, type of medium. And you really want to be ahead of the curve in this type of field. So be it a new program, be it a new process, um, never miss the chance to learn something new because it can be a great asset for you in the future. Cameron, thank you so much for coming on. I know that your story is going to be an inspiration for so many people who are looking to get into this field, especially those who may not even have a degree. Because just like you said, it's all about hard work, being a pleasure to work with, and your skills proving your skills and the more that you can practice and apply that hard work to the skills and the aptitudes that you already have you really can have the same success story as you did Cameron so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story I know people are just going to love it I really appreciate you for having me it was an honor to tell my story so thank you Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Enrollment is now open until July 3rd, idlecourses.com forward slash academy. Sign up before it's too late. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.